0: conversations that speak to every color of who you are. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale. Today on the podcast, My special guest is someone who dreamed of being an artist and a painter, even as a little girl. It was when she was just a child that she had an encounter with Jesus that put her in contact with her Savior and the lover of her soul even though it would be years before she would see that dream become a reality. Today, her artwork hangs in shops and galleries and in the homes of celebrities and dignitaries all over the world. Her name is Ann Nielsen. Ann is best known for her stunning use of color. She began painting with oils in 2003, and very quickly became nationally renowned for her ethereal angel series. I have to tell you that when Anne walked through the door for our time together, there was a palpable presence of God that came with her. It's something that just resonates on her life. And as you hear about the process that God has taught her when she goes to paint and how the Lord leads her to express who he is, I'm telling you what, it stirs the creativity on the inside of you. My heart was so full when we got done with this conversation, and I know it's going to stir some things deep on the inside of you. So sit back, take a deep exhale, and enjoy my conversation with renowned artist and painter, Ann Nielsen. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Tringale and I am so thrilled to be sitting here in Franklin, Tennessee on an epically gorgeous fall day with my very special guest. I have been looking forward to this as the days tick by and today we are sitting down to talk with incredible artist Author Ann Nielsen. Anne, thank you so much for being here fresh off of a plane. Oh
1: gosh, Jen, it is so exciting to be here. And it is just a beautiful fall crisp. Yeah. Beautiful day. Wow. I love Tennessee. I love Nashville. Franklin. We're in Franklin and it's just the drive here was so beautiful. Just glorious. I mean, it's really the perfect time. This is Nashville, Franklin at
0: its best, a and lot of people would an say. And as an artist that, you know, right. color
1: yeah. is my thing. Yeah. Just seeing the beautiful colors driving, you know, Yeah, here, it's, it's just,
0: just beautiful.
1: Gorgeous. Now, you live in Charlotte. We are in Charlotte, North Carolina. Which is
0: beautiful in and of it itself. It is beautiful, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. But we're glad to get you here today. You are in town to speak at an amazing event. But I got the chance to meet you for the first time right here in Franklin at uh, our now Mutual Friends movie premiere, Precious Kathy Lee Gifford.
1: That movie, The Way. It was a oh, sweet night. Gosh, that was a sweet night. Yeah, And just the talent that that precious woman has. I mean, she had the vision for that, of bringing all those characters in the Bible just to life. Yeah, well... So, that was a special night,
0: and I can see how you two are friends in a lot of ways. <laughs> you're fun. You're both really witty. You're quick on your feet. I knew that about you, sure I about you when I met you. Oh, I think you're not so as witty. Quick as she is. Well, she's we'll roll with it. The queen of daytime. <laughs> she is the queen of daytime. Yeah, yes. But the creativity that you you both have, and I've been so looking forward to talking with you to ask you about your journey, because what you do and the way you do it, maybe is the best way to say it, is so unique. So I want you to talk about that. But I wanted to ask you, I had read, if this is true, that you knew you wanted to be Mm -hmm. an
1: artist in like the Third grade, was it? I did. It was a third grade. You know, we had to write a paper. You know those lines and oh, the yeah. red dotted lines, right. and I can remember. And I loved practicing my handwriting. Ah. You know, print. Anyway, so three lines. I remember, what do you want to be when you grow up? And highlighted was, I want to be an artist. And the title was, An Artist. And so I knew at an early age that God deposited this desire, this dream in this little girl. And I was very creative. I was not the best student. (laughs) I made a D minus in 10th grade art. (laughs) So there's hope for all of us. There is hope. And, wow. you know, yes, made a D And I think I was coloring outside the lines, I want to say. I was mm. doing things my way. And I knew that God just... Put that desire um, Mm -hmm. of creativity. I mean, he is the master artist. Yes, he is. I really believe that as a little girl, I mean, I would doodle in class, even in high school. I wasn't the best student. And when I had to get up to do a book report and Mm -hmm. an oral book report, I would break out in hives. Wow. But you give me the, you know, the diorama or the shoebox, you know, that you remember you had to do. Yes, yes. But I would deck that out in 3D, and that was that was you my loved gig. It. I yeah. love doing the art part of anything. Wow. Well, school. What's interesting
0: to me is you start kind of baseline with this knowledge, which, what a luxury to have that sort of light bulb moment yeah. that young, to have something imprinted on you that mattered to mm-hmm. you, you know, as far as a direction... And you are known for painting these angel pictures. Yes. yes. Which, of all things to paint, I'm a church kid. I grew up a church kid. So, anytime somebody decides to take on depicting something yeah. spiritual, it's like, oh, okay, how is this going to go? Yeah. But these pieces of art have transcended cultural
1: lines they've transcended all kinds of lines did you goosebumps wow yeah did you know it was gonna do that no no I'll back up a little bit I did you know it took me eight years to get out of college you know flunked out of college and I had to figure out what I wanted to do and I wow Love children, and so I, I did go back to uh, college and got my elementary education degree, and I taught school for one year. Wow! And that was a great year. It was third grade, and my bulletin boards were three D. You know, we had great <laughs> the most art projects. Yeah. I mean, every <laughs> subject, whether it was math or science, there was an art project. Wow! But I moved to Charlotte, and I left my teaching job because I fell in love with the city, mm. and I had a little hand painted dinnerware line that mm-hmm. I, it was a hobby. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that for a little bit. Then I met my husband and we had a family. So I put the artistic kind of desires on hold I had a great business was selling the pottery line up and down the east coast had a sales rep and they were in stores and so that was really my gig then yeah but met my husband we had four children very quickly and so that was in the throes of parenting at the time and so that's a major life switch it's a made well but I love children and and, you know I wanted to be an artist but I also wanted to be a wife and a mother and that was that was really something you know, mm-hmm. deeply embedded in me. I, lo- I always babysat, and I love children. Yeah. So I put that little dream on hold. Mm-hmm. I sold my kiln and kind of just let that sit aside for a while. Early on, my children were little, and I had gone to a friend's art show at a home. Mm. I had some friends that were picking up the paintbrushes and creating these beautiful paintings, And I went there, and I came home, and I just started sobbing to my husband, saying, I've got to paint. I've got to create. Wow. And he said, there will be a time for that, but now is the time to be with your little children. And that was just so wise, because in a blink of an eye, They're Mm. grown and gone. Yeah, you would have missed it. I would have missed it. And Mm. so fast forward, several years later, we built a house, and I built a little studio. So while the kids were at school, I put on my praise music, and I went to town. And I started out with oils. I didn't mess around with any other mediums. I loved oil paints, created, you know, messes in my studio. Yeah. And it didn't start with the angels. I remember setting up like still lifes. And my first painting that I was really proud of (laughs) was a little pear. It was positioned on the canvas, the composition, the depth, the colors. And I was really proud of that pear. And my daughter came home from school and said, Oh, Mom, you need art lessons. And I was like, Oh, the little... A little deflated after that comment. <laughs> Leave it to family. And so I did start taking classes with a local artist. And now let me back up. I paint to praise music. Right. So I was listening to all kinds of praise music and blaring it throughout my home. And you know that was my time of worship, whether mm-hmm. it was a landscape or whether it was you know a figure or still lives. But then I wanted something that reflected my faith. Not that I'm an angel. Right, But I wanted something that was, you know, going to glorify God. Not that the landscapes wouldn't do that either, because you look at the beauty driving in. I mean, he is the master artist there. But I experimented with some crosses, and that didn't work with me. And I painted my first little angel, sculpted out of oil paints, lots of texture, lots of vibrant color. Mm. I sent a picture to my sister, and I said, what do you think? And her response back to me was, I think you found your voice. I think you found your voice. That's, a, That's a, quite a statement. I think you found your voice. And I was like, mm, okay, I like this. Wow. And so I started painting another angel and another angel. And then it was time, I got to, what am I going to do with all these angels? So I would open my home and I would bring all these different people, people who did jewelry, you know, made mm-hmm. jewelry, or maybe they crocheted. You know, baby blankets. And we would have a full blown marketplace at my house. And I was selling these little angels at my kitchen counter. And that went very well. Mm -hmm. And I always would partner with different organizations because I wanted my painting to make an impact for our community. Yeah. So I did a couple of shows, probably three, maybe four, over the course of a couple of years. And then they just started taking off. I would put them in little stores mm-hmm. and people would snatch up buy them up. And yeah. then they would go into galleries and they started selling off the walls. And I knew this was really truly what I was called to do. I was working or volunteering at a homeless shelter in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And they had about 300 neighbors in the gym and they had a Big revival going on. They had worship music. Mm -hmm. A big, you know, a pastor was preaching a message and I was in the kitchen preparing the physical food. And right before, you know, they were fed, they were out there worshiping like they had everything. Mm -hmm. And these people are on skid rows, they are sleeping under bridges. Yeah. They had nothing. And I was this mess and it was that day that I almost like saw Jesus walking around there and calling my heart to serve the homeless and our yeah. community okay so I'm driving home and I'm just like okay how, how do I do this yeah and I truly felt the whisper paint and give back paint and give back so paint and give back mm. so I'm like okay so I get to like paint, and that's my passion. And then mm-hmm. I can partner with different organizations. And got home that afternoon. And remember the old? You might be too young, but the answer machines that you had to rewind. Oh yeah, you know, and they had with the, the tape. little tape. Yeah, with the oh, tape yeah. in there. Totally, it was so exciting. So, oh no, when you, if you got the yeah. blinking, yeah, yeah, and you like, had to rewind. Yes, in. yes. So uh, the the blinking lights were going on, and I don't think my kids had gotten home from school yet, but. Um, I rewound the the you know message, and a lady that she was selling my um, little tiny angels out of her shop in Charlotte, and she said this lady came in today, bought all three of your angels, and I'm like, okay, Lord, let's let's wow, do this, yeah. And a couple of months later, I had. Um, a lady that had she, her foundation was Children with Disabilities. It's mm. called the Allegro Foundation, and they work with children through music and movement. Yeah, And she saw my angels, was so moved by them, mm. and said, let's do something. You know, we've got an auction coming up in January. Would you Would you do something? And so I went to a class, and these children, the joy on these children's faces were just you know they're in wheelchairs and they're, mm. you know they're they're struggling and I, the joy. I, I yeah. just sat there and again I just started sobbing and wow. I'm like, okay. I went. I I painted a little larger. They were getting the paintings were getting a little bigger. Mm-hmm. And I'm a painted a little larger painting and um, we were going to auction that off at their um, fundraiser. There were five live auction pieces. There mm. was tickets to the Super Bowl. Um there was a trip, fancy trip somewhere. Uh there was, well, of course, my painting, Elise Mercedes Benz and a golf cart. Did I mention the golf cart? Wow. Um and so, you know, I was sitting there like, okay, Lord, what if my painting doesn't sell? What if right, it didn't right. sell? And it's that not trusting the Lord. He mm. has given me this gift. I have to surrender it to him and let him do all the work. Well, the painting outbid everything, even the least <gasps> Mercedes-Benz at the tune of eighteen thousand dollars. Oh, and I was like, "Okay, Lord, word. forgive me for my doubt." Wow. But this was the journey. So there were so many stories, and um, yeah. you know, I, I kept painting, and and my husband's like, "Honey, how many angels are you going to paint?" <laughs> Like, until the Lord tells me don't no. stop, yeah. And I like to tell people, you know, we don't have, there are no two fingerprints alike. Right. There are no two snowflakes alike. I'd like to think there are no two angel wings alike in my paintings. Yeah, so, yeah. And I do now, I mean, back then I was in my home. I had to break out of my home, and I had my own studio. Um, and just allowing the Holy Spirit to flow out of me And onto that blank canvas. And, um, you know, there's some angels' paintings. I'm like, wow, did I paint that really? And they're just hidden little gems. It might be a heart in there. It might be a little dove. It's just kind of fun to see.
0: Well, it's wild to me because this season on our podcast, the theme has been discovering all the colors of who you are. Wow, and the concept that. that it's so easy to go through life, and maybe you know your life only pulls on yeah. certain colors or facets of who you are, but it doesn't mean that there aren't more right, and it does take the journey with the power of the Holy Spirit right. to find all those colors. What I love about oh you God. is here you were destined to be this artist with such a greatness but the seasons preceding that of your life wasn't like oh well this is just
1: bound to happen I mean that's really encouraging yeah it was a windy road a lot of dead ends I tell my team this all the time that control was kind of my first name not my middle name it was probably my first (laughs) Middle and last name. I like to control things. Wow, yeah. Control, you know, what I'm going to do for a living. Control who am I going to marry. Control how many children am I going to have. And there was a time in my life that I desperately wanted to be married. And I was 30 and there was nobody in sight. Mm. And I was doing things my way, not God's way. I remember uh, falling down in my bedroom and surrendering. Mm. all of it yeah you know my little my desires you know as a little girl my hopes and my dreams my past my mistakes yeah you know everything right Um, and I surrendered it and that peace that passes all understanding yeah I'll never forget it it's like you talk about colors I could see the colors Mm. flooding Mm. into that room and I got up and Two months later, I did meet my husband on a blind date. Two months after that, we did get married. I'm not going to go into any of those details because it is a crazy story, funny God story. Yeah, two months um, two months. Yes, and so...
0: Wow. Now, I want to ask you, because this journey that you've been on, and and I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit more, walk us through this atmosphere that you feel compelled to create before you create, so to speak. And I know that there was, at, at one point in your journey, a point in time where you had the experience of being filled with the Spirit. Oh. How did that affect you
1: and what you do? There's so many stories. I'm going to track back to when I was pregnant with my 4th Mm-hmm. And we had a group, um, we called ourselves the Butterflies, and we had all, we had, John Peters was from London, he came over to Charlotte, North Carolina, and a very, you know, high Episcopal church, and he brought the Holy Spirit. Wow. It was an experience. And so seven of us, kind of every Friday, we would get together and would just feed on the power of the Holy Spirit and you know wow. what that meant to us and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And you kind of look at it, it's like a balloon. The Lord breathes His Spirit into you like a balloon. But yeah. we can walk in this world, and little by little, that air dissipates. Yeah. Anyway, so my husband asked, how many children do you want? I said four. He goes, that's a great number. This is when he was courting me in those two. like Right. We had ten dates. Two months and two two months. two months, ten dates, courting me. Four's a great number. We got married. A year later, we started our family. We had three daughters very quickly. Mm. And then I had two miscarriages. Mm. And I was like, oh, Lord. I mean, maybe I'm not supposed to have four children. And that doubt and that not relying on, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit to truly give me my heart's desires. Mm. So fast forward, I'm eight months pregnant and I'm in this, you know, our little den area where we worship and we pray. And so we're all popcorn around the room. And I just, I am lost in worship, you know, hands surrendered. And I feel these hands come lay on my belly. And it was a very powerful physical touch. So I opened my eyes to see which prayer warrior came, yeah. a friend of mine came to pray for me. Yeah. No one was in sight. I mean, they were all like somewhere on the ground over there. And and so I was like, wow, that was either God the Father or an angel or somebody with those hands right there. And I always told my son, those hands, God's hands are always on you. That was such a, such a powerful, powerful wow. um, message. And then later in his life, he's 22, he went off to try to do something. And I was a wreck. He wanted to be a... Navy SEAL, mm. and um, and I was driving to the grocery store one day, just sobbing, and the Lord spoke to me and said, you've always told Ford that story, that those hands were for him, but that was for you to know that no matter what, my hands are on that child, and I will protect him today and always. So, so good. that was just a, wow. a powerful moment, but then, you know, when I, when I paint, it's more of Emptying myself the trials and the tribulations and the woes of the world and allowing the power of the Holy Spirit to just flood me. Yeah. And surrendering it's back to that whole, Lord, I surrender this to you. Yeah. When I pick up that paintbrush, you know, my hands are open. Yeah, you you, you do the work. Yeah. And um sometimes it's very supernatural, sometimes, you know. I have scraped off a lot of paints, and um, there is a funny story. Um, So, Oprah, we're talking about the angel paintings, um, I did a painting, a special painting for her, Wow! and the central figure was in the center, and then two other figures were, you know, flanked on either side, Mm. and, you know, we went through back and forth, you know, colors and everything, and put all the angel wings on there send her the final picture she said the person in the center is still alive please scrape off their wings oh. <laughs> not that we are angels right. we are not angels right, but right. i was like okay uh, no wings <laughs> no wings wings came off and sent the painting on but i do find that you know funny That's and so over the funny. course of this this journey i mean it really was a hobby it was just a hobby, and yeah. then when the book came out, I did that because everybody wanted an angel painting. They were not selling right. like they were at my kitchen counter, so right. everybody could tear out a painting and frame and it, it, and everybody it, have a. And yeah. then there are all the stories, and so
0: yeah,
1: Kathy Lee, who has past ten years, is she's my rock and yeah. my dear friend, and she got the book. Held it up on the Today Show. Right. Um, two weeks after that, I had a lady from, I think it was Oklahoma, Ohio. It started with an O. Uh-huh. That's all I remember. An O state. An O state. Um, but she called me and she said, i got to tell you, my four-year-old granddaughter passed away two years ago. Oh. And I have not been off to grieve. I got your book. I read it cover to cover and the floodgates of heaven have opened up, and the healing process has begun. Wow. And at that moment, I knew that this hobby and this passion, Yeah. God on had it. turned it into a ministry. Yeah. And so now it's really, it's, it's, it's a ministry. And well, and I will say, I mean, your art is
0: beautiful. Thank you. It's stunning. You want to look at it and look at it and look at it. But it's not just that, is it? And I you know i don't i have always been a lover of art yeah. my I had a precious grandmother and parents that always took us to art museums and i can't draw stick figures but i i love art but there's something on your art art really can carry the glory yeah. of god like music can mm, it doesn't amen. have to yes but it can amen. and i You know, with music, I recently have been doing this deeper dive study into the power of sound. And most Jewish scholars believe that every sound has a spiritual address embedded within it. Wow. When you look at your art and what you have depicted on that canvas and how you're saying you set up praise and worship, the sound around you, and yielding to that, and then what comes through, through that. that artistic gift, there really is a capturing, you could almost say a spiritual address, I love, wow. embedded in that art of the glory of God. And I believe that's why it transcends. And, you know, atheists look at it and go, oh, wow. Yes, it
1: speaks. Yes, it speaks to them, and I know you have stories piled well, up. Wow! I and I love hearing that from you because there was a time it was about five years ago, I was doing an art show in um, Ocean Reef with Kathy. Kathy was mm. we were signing books, mm-hmm. and as I was preparing for this art show and painting. I really was praying, Lord, I mean, kind of back to my husband, how many angels are you gonna paint? Right. And I was like, I don't want to crank these out just that they don't have depth and meaning. I want these to speak to the souls of people. Yeah. And and I remember distinctly praying that prayer while I was prepping and getting ready for this show. So the body of works goes to Florida. We sold half before we ever got there. Whoa. Kathy and I, you know, we set up, and it's a tiny little gallery space, and mm-hmm. we're sitting there, sitting there, and we're signing books. And I'll never forget this girl. Uh, she came up to us, and she was sharing how her father had just passed away, and we signed a book, you know, mm-hmm. to her and gave it to her, gave her a big hug, and she walked out the door. And within minutes, she did a beeline, came back sobbing, Saying, "I've never had art speak to me the way that painting spoke to me at the front door," and I, that was just another confirmation yeah. for me that, okay, yes, I've given you this gift. Yes, surrender it to me. Yes, this will speak, you know, to the souls of many. Yes, it is a ministry. Yeah, and um, and that's why we have, you know, not everybody can afford. Because they started going into galleries. They started selling for 18000 at auctions. They Amazing. So we wanted to make it accessible to, you know, everyone. Yeah. And um, thus the product line, thus the published books. And it really has been a blessing Which to see that grow. And yeah.
0: Well, um, one, your Entertaining Angels yes, coffee is. table book is adorning my coffee table yeah. right now. It's a piece of art in and of itself, and the stories in it are incredible. Yeah. The card line I have given as gifts before yes. I met you, the scripture cards, which I love so much. It's interesting because in 2021, the Lord was walking me and, and even my ministry into just Will you go where you don't understand yet? Mm -hmm. Will you break out of what you feel like you're strong in? And yes, and it is speaking to that control. And feel like a novice again so I can tap into those colors kind of a thing. And at that time, it was so funny, the things God uses. But I would be in and out of my car, you know, running errands when I was home off the road. And every time I would get in my car my car would connect to my cell phone. And even if I had different music on my iTunes, it would play the same Same. song. And it was that, this is hilarious. (laughs) It's not spiritual at all, but it was this 1980s kind of smooth jazz Christopher Cross song called Sailing. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I always loved the song, but it was like, over and yeah. over and over. And it took me a while. You know, your mind's racing with what you got to do, so you're not really paying attention. Well, I finally started, what is going on with my, and I had that little nudge in my gut, like perk up your spiritual ears yeah. and pay attention. Yeah. God's doing, doing something. something. So I, I pulled into a Target parking lot or something, and I listened to the words, and I just started crying. Because in the verses, wow. it one of the things it says is, "The canvas can do miracles. Good Just God. you wait and see." Wow! And then the chorus is sailing, takes me away to where I always dreamed
1: I could be. Wow! And it—I mean, head to toe, wild, it's, yeah. So wow. there's something
0: about wow. the power. Of an empty canvas, Mm -hmm. whether it's literal, Mm -hmm. with an artistic gift that will yield to the power of the Holy Spirit, or whether it's us.
1: Yes, yes. And it sounds like he started with you, right? Yes, yes. He started, yeah, with that little... And let me tell you, you're going to read it all in the book. I mean, I came from a broken family. I knew Jesus as a yeah. little girl and loved him, but kind of kept him at, you know, arm's length. Mm. And it wasn't until I really invited him into that personal relationship and understood that. And he was working on me. I mean, I think he works on all of us. And, oh, yeah. You know, you talk about the atheist people out there, but yeah, um, I know there are plenty out there. Sure. and. When the first book came out, I had this precious little, I think she was 90, maybe 85, but she called me. She was from Alabama. I don't know how she got my phone number, but she said, I am going to pray because this art, I want it to speak to people who are even not believers. Yeah. And I think she has prayed for the past 10 years. Wow. That that you yeah. know, would draw these hearts. Yeah. Whether you believe in God, I don't know how people don't believe in God. I sure. just that's one of my questions when mm-hmm. I get there because right. you look out, you know, just looking at nature, it's mm-hmm. just like wow. Yeah, he's such. We've enormous. got such a creative yeah. guy. Yeah, we do. talk about the colors and yeah. wow, you've accomplished so much with
0: your art and what it's doing. Do you still have things in you that you're going, God? If you could just use it this way or if if I could see it do this or
1: every single day (laughs) really
0: because you could so easily sit back and go well now I've arrived
1: no I haven't Mm -hmm. I'm a mom Mm -hmm. and a wife and you know goes through struggles every single day Mm -hmm. Kathy's like she and my husband my husband's always like you've been painting today haven't you because I can tell in your mood Oh, my and word. Kathy's always like, "You better get in there and start painting." Yeah, and I really didn't realize um, when I this hobby and the book, the first right. book ten years ago, and then Kathy Lee's. You know, we did her Christmas card, which mm-hmm. blew up. You know, everybody started calling us, "Do you do cards?" We're like, "We do now," <laughs> which blew up into this whole product you, line. Who, then I thought this is another story. I, you know, my heart was to paint and give back. Same kind of different as me. Have you read the book? hmm It's about an international art dealer, Ron Hall, and a homeless man, Denver Moore. Amazing. And I, oh my gosh, I got a hold of that book. Well, a friend of mine was hosting them in Charlotte. Wow. Another friend came to my house and said, and this is when I was painting in my studio, in my house, and she said, you need to come to this luncheon. An art dealer, he needs to see your art, and a homeless man, you love the homeless. And I'm like, well, I'm too busy on painting, and... No, I'm not going to go. And anyway, and then another friend was hosting them for dinner and Mm. a couple of days later showed up at my back door and said, you need to read this book. I have some fine art in my house, which they did. And and then she had a little tiny, one of my very first original angels, Mm. and she said, Ron sat there and just stared at that painting and said, wow, that moves me. And so my husband and I were coming back from a trip and um, and I started wow. reading the book and he looked over and said, we've got five and a half hours. Are you not going to talk to me? And I'm like, this is a really good book. Oh my and gosh. so for five and a half hours, I was a human book on tape and you know we, mm. we had to pull over every once in a while to rehydrate. We were just sobbing. And um, I got home and I painted painting for Ron and it was called Good and Faithful Servant. In fact, if you've watched the movie, the painting is in the movie. No way. And um, you would miss it because it's toward the end and you're probably crying at that point. But anyway, so I did this painting. I sent it to Ron and about two weeks later, I get a phone call, caller ID, Ron Hall. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, I didn't mention that Oprah did call me one night at 820. And no that was way. That was such a fun conversation. Oh, my God. It was like, I'm, I'm talking to Oprah, and, you know, and all, all I think I said to her is, I want to take you and have coffee. <laughs> and my middle daughter just walked by me and said, you sound so lame, Mom. The same one that said I needed art lessons. And I'm like, this is Oprah. Oh but anyway, that word. was fun. But then when I got Ron Hall, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is Ron Hall. Right. And so we sat on the phone for two hours, and, you know, we became really, he's part of my family, wow. very close friends. I flew to Knoxville a couple of months after that conversation and did a, an event with them, and we painted an original painting that was going to hang in the, um, the homeless center in Knoxville, And then we did prints, and we gave 100% back to their, you know, the Knoxville homeless shelter. But I was with Ron, and I was like, Ron, what was the latest painting you sold, and how much did you sell it for? Yeah. He said, well, it was so big. Mm -hmm. It was a Remington, and I sold it for $7.5 million. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we could change the world. And my husband said, honey, that artist is deceased, stick around, please. <laughs> and so my heart was to, like, use my art right. and 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 give back. And I was, you know, making small strides. We would have shows, and I would be able to give, you know, a, a nice size check back. And um, then Ron and I, we were in Miami one, one year, it was December. It was just December, it was 10 years ago. And the art there was shocking. It was selling for, if not hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. Wow. And um, I'm like, I'm out of this world. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. And I felt that whisper, that still small voice, no, no, no. I want you to be a light in this world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and use art mm-hmm. as a platform and as a lighthouse. And mm-hmm. so I thought, hmm, well, I don't know how long I'm going to be painting. And I, lo- I love art. I love art. And, um, wow. so I opened an art gallery where we represent 60 artists. I love this. And, um, it's in Charlotte. It's in Charlotte. Yeah. So if you're in Charlotte, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come, come see by. us. Yeah. We just went through a major, we renovated another space right across the street, but, um, but wow. it, that has been a platform. We partner with different organizations really in our community and somewhat beyond, sometimes beyond, but, um, but you talk about. It's, it's a struggle every day. Yeah. With, you know, am I doing the right thing? Because there have been stumbling blocks after stumbling blocks, employees mm. that. Mm quit or, you know, yeah. they're you know go off to be a mom, which is the best thing to be, which sure. I tell all sure. my, that's the best job ever, yes. Yes. but, um, or having to fire an employee, or, I mean, it's just like, oh, Lord, did I really hear you right? Right. Did you call me into this world to be a lighthouse? Mm. Um, and I really have to go back and get, be still with him. Yeah. and be quiet with him and trust him mm. no matter what because i might not see it in the first year or the third year mm-hmm. or the eighth year or the 20th year wow. but i got to trust him yeah that no matter what is his work through me and he's touching lives and he's changing lives and he's doing immeasurably more than i could ever ask or imagine and that's my life first we all have our phones glued to our hips and I um, I tell people this all the time plug it because people they can be intimidated by the Bible and I tell yeah. my kids I mean I think we all my kids do you want a Bible this Easter mm-hmm. no mom you've given us we have 10 right I mean, we right. don't need another Bible yeah have you opened your Bible mm-hmm. it can be intimidating but um, what I like to do is on my phone every day at 3:20 p.m., mm. not a.m. Right. Happy Lee would be up at yes, 3.20 a.m., but not me. <laughs> but 3.20 p.m., in my calendar, I have the whole verse and mm. verses. Or for me, it's Ephesians 3.20, and it comes up that God will do immeasurably more than I could ever ask or imagine. I've got other ones for praying for my children or praying for my That's marriage. That's so good. But it's just a reminder every I love day. It. So you put it in your calendar. I put it in my calendar. Three twenty. The whole scripture right there pops up so every day waiting. at three twenty. So it just pops up and wow. it just reminds me. And there's some others like. Ezekiel 11 20. Now, I'm going to forget what that one is, but it's something about my children that they would, you know, mm-hmm. do what is right and not what is wrong. And yeah, um, but they're, you know, they can pop up, you know, all times during the day. But that's just rooting ourselves in God's word and his truth because I his love that. word is is it's living, it's active, yeah, it's sharper than any double edged sword. Yes, it, is it is my anchor. I love and, that. And um, so. I don't think I've accomplished I you know, my I think when I can give when I can write a check for a million dollars and give it to someone, yeah, then I'll say, Okay, Lord. But he may look at me and say, All the little things that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, add up. Yeah. And so you can't, you know, that's where you just gotta let go and you gotta trust. Let him do it. Let him do it. And this your story
0: and your vulnerability to tell it. Um, Mm -hmm. What I appreciate is we all love hearing, you know, the moments Oprah called and, and, you know, the selling and the auction. And when your sister said, I think you found your voice, I really appreciate that you tell the not so pretty parts too, because for those of us that are seeking that journey of God, I want to walk in the fullness. Yes. I want to I want to experience all the vibrant colors and the facets yeah. of who you made me to be for your glory. It every day is not yeah. a glorious firework in the yeah. sky experience. So I appreciate that. And I wanted to ask you just as we close out if you would pray over our listeners. Yeah. And I just pray whatever is on your heart, but I just felt compelled to ask you to pray yeah. for a Maybe a redigging of the mm. wells of creativity and passion mm. in yes. people. Yes. Um, yes. For that creative expression inspired by the Holy Spirit, Spirit for whatever yes. they're meant to be and yes. do. That, Absolutely. That it would
1: find its way through them. Yes. Would you just Absolutely. pray for us? Absolutely. Oh, Father God, thank you for just this. Beautiful opportunity to come together. You. Your word tells us that we're two or more are gathered, that there you are in the midst. And I know we've got a multitude of people listening, Lord. I just pray that um, you would just penetrate every listener's heart. Yes, God. Lord, their, their heart's desires that they would be able to surrender to you. Yeah. Their hopes, their dreams, their talents. Um, Father, that you would set their feet, plant their feet on that path, that path of creativity. I don't care if you're a lawyer, if you're a mother, if you're an artist, if you're a musician. Each and every one of us was created in the image of God. You are the great creator. And I thank you, Lord, that whatever we hold in our hands, whatever that talent whatever that hope, whatever that dream is, Lord, that right now that we can open our hands and that we can give it to you yes. and that we can trust you, that you will do immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine. Yes. And Father, I thank you for the people, even if we are in the, the trenches and the muddy pit, we know, Lord, that you can scoop us up and that you are planting beautiful seeds. Yes, God. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that those beautiful seeds would just take root and blossom into something just incredible. So I just thank you for this time. I thank you for every listener. I thank you for new awakenings, new beginnings, new everythings, Lord, in their lives. And I just praise you and give you all the glory for this journey. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Amen, amen.
0: Thank you, Anne, so much. Thank you for just being with us today. Yes, 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 I know that this conversation, your stories, your life, and your art, is impacting thousands of people all over the world. And thank you for sharing with us today. Uh, Jen, thank you
1: for having me here.
0: Oh, I enjoyed this conversation with Anne so much. And I know that you had to sense the precious and powerful presence of God and the peace of God that is on Anne as she shared her story with us. I want to encourage you to press in to the dreams that God has placed in your heart, regardless of what your life may look like right now. Remember that just like he did with Anne, He is walking you right into the perfect expression of what he purposed you to do. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast today, and I want to invite you to visit my website at jentringale.com. There you'll find more resources available to you to help you on your path of destiny. If you're new to the podcast, I want to invite you to listen to previous episodes Let the stories and the encouragement that's here be a life source for you and propel you in the purpose of God for your life. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you back here next time. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.